Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guy Show, weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And boys, it's been a very, very long time where it's just been the three of us. Like we, we've had interviews after interviews for weeks and weeks. And we just thought that it's probably time for we just have a just a casual discussion on The Wellness Guy Show where it's just the three of us bantering. Um, making fun of each other and talk about health I and miss wellness. You guys, <laughs> you know, it's great to be back. Oh, it's so nice. Now, boys, I know I went a little bit quiet there, but I just had a little uh, circle of death. Circle of death. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh, Damien. my crazy circle of death. My Time's crazy upgrade little... to a PC, demo. You know it it's is. It's time to just get a new computer. I think LT. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, you might. You, you might. Uh, you might. I think you might need to do that. So let's hope for the best. And uh, if Demo starts speaking, which is a very rare occurrence, uh, we know what happened. So I got feedback about that the other day. <laughs> I'd like to share that. Someone said, they wouldn't even let you speak, Damo. And I go, I know, right? Oh, right. Was it your right. mum? Yeah, that's right. I think I asked one question for the whole interview and you guys asked it quite a number. And so, <laughs> so I was surprised that that had happened, but they noted it and, and mentioned it. Oh, that must have been the episode where you had the circle of death and you couldn't uh, ask a question. <laughs> that was recently, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, let's talk about that. Bit, bit, let's think about this for a second. I mean, in this world of day and age, right, we are, um, ex, you know, everybody kind of knows, um, you know, who, everybody, and you know, what we're doing in our lives. You know, I can follow pretty much, you know, what Damon's doing, what's happening in his life. And I don't even have to speak to him in a sense. Right? And same thing with Brad. And, well, and that's so on true. So forth. I actually have to schedule a time to speak with you these days. So uh, <laughs> well, that's hey. probably not well, too inaccurate. Well, <laughs> you know, one of the things, the, strange, the strangest things I think I have um, experienced is uh, in, this, in this day of technology is uh, when we were at the summit um, or at the summits where people come up to you and go, I don't. You, I know you don't know me, but I feel like I know you. Are you Billy Chow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I know you guys get that too, as well, because I mean, let's face it: the people sort of listen to us, and um, you know, on the show and through our other podcasts and stuff, and and through that, they can kind of piece out um, what who we are and what we think about. And but I, I just that take that theory and, and apply it to you know thousands and millions of other people, and that's exactly sort of how we are living this world. But we had this discussion before this podcast recording. We talked about. Um, is that a healthy thing? Is that an unhealthy thing in terms of, you know, relating to food, our body image and what we think of ourselves? And are we raising a generation um, that is, um, I guess, you know, for lack of a better term, like self-absorbed? And are we, is it actually a healthy thing? Are we obsessed with uh, of what we're trying to, what we look like and can it be a dangerous thing? Or is it healthy? Is it part of society and is it adapting? So I'm going to throw it to Brett, obviously. And first, because you kind of brought this up and I thought it would be an interesting topic for us to discuss in terms of health and wellness and in terms of the mental aspect the physical aspect and all the detriments that come along with that and uh, so let's start the discussion let's you know you either ask a question or you start uh, by you know start with a comment all right let's go well i reckon it's fascinating and i reckon it's been a really interesting debate i've noticed online particularly over the last couple of weeks where people have just been talking about I guess social media images, uh, particularly Instagram, which is very image focused, very picture focused, I think. Um, and so people can get caught up in what they think other people's lives are like. And, and I think very often what you see on social media, what you see online isn't necessarily the reality, but it's more so the image that that person wants to project. And so, you know, I guess the challenge then becomes when you're then comparing yourself to that. Um, you know, in some ways it can be, as you said, a really healthy inspiration. You know, it can be a real motivator for people that you can get great ideas around something that looks delicious that you might like to try and cook at home or for your kids or whatever. You know, there can be a really healthy inspiration aspect to that. 
Um, and then I think potentially, and certainly for some people, there can be an unhealthy um, obsession with that, where you know you start seeing photos of people online, and you, and they're you know they're leaning down for a perhaps a you know a, a bodybuilding competition, and, and they're down to a you know very low percentage of body fat, and then thinking, well, you know maybe that's my ideal. Maybe I have to get my body fat down to a certain percentage. Maybe I need to look a certain way. Um, you know, maybe I need to eat certain foods. Like it, it can become perhaps a bit of an obsession and. I often think that the place to draw the line here is that when you're doing it because you would love to do it, you know, when you're doing it because you love yourself, you want to give yourself the best, you want to nourish yourself, um, then I think that tends to be more likely to be a healthy, you know, inspiration to, to want to do better for yourself and to want to look after yourself. And then when it gets to the stage where I think you're doing it because you feel like you have to or you need to or because you're jealous of how someone else looks or because you're concerned about how others might think of you, then maybe it's starting to move over in towards maybe a, a more unhealthy aspect of it. And I think it, to a large degree, I think that comes down to the mental side of it. But the challenge, I think, boys, is to figure out where is that line. And, and it's going to be different for everybody. But how do you know when you're being, you know, positively health-obsessed? <laughs> and how do you know when you're being negatively health-obsessed, when you've taken it too far? So maybe, Damon, we'll chuck it across to you and see what you think on that topic. Sure. I, there's there's probably a number of uh, different questions in that um, seven mi seven minute diatribe <laughs> that just came out of your mouth just then, so that I need to kind of respond to. <laughs> was, I'll come back to you guys at the twenty eight minute mark. How long has this been going for? I thought, oh, it's only five minutes. Um, well, let's let's just say that uh, I have also noticed the same thing, Bretto, and um, and short of you know, potentially getting into a bikini and trying to look good and maybe having a full wax um, and putting a green smoothie um, in the photo. Sometimes I'm left, I'm left lost wondering what it is that people are wanting through Instagram. What is it that makes people engage? And so I often scroll through Instagram to actually find out what people are, I suppose, obsessing about. And, you know, there's been the um, matcha green tea, um, what are they called, lattes? Um, and then there's been the acai smoothies and then there's been the um, or the acai bowls where it's got the sliced fruit and all that sort of thing and and then there's been the kale and there's been the quinoa and then there's the you know just different beautiful shots but you never actually really see photos that are just really real like there's no you don't see photos of the bad stuff and I think I remember Lawrence actually talking about this once before where he actually spoke about um, or maybe it was Marcus it was you know one of those mindset guys um, spoke about um, that it's it's not a real world it's not actually uh, what happens in people's lives they never really tell you what's actually really going on you, you get a snapshot of the good stuff um, that happened in that day. That's not really how everybody lives the whole life. You know, there's stresses, there's life events, all that sort of things. But there is a tendency to become, I think, a little bit obsessive. And I don't think it's very healthy. I think that what it ends up being is that people start to make decisions based on the people that they follow um, and their perception on how they might be um, living their life. So whether it be that they start their day every day with meditation or yoga, or and not that that'll be a bad thing, or every day with you know a, a ten kilometer run, um, six hundred burpees, and whatever else. Like it's hard to to try and live a life according to Instagram or to live a life according to Facebook or Periscope, which is the new one, um, which we did do in my kitchen, Bretto. You and I did a Periscope. We did. 
Um, to, to live your life that way via social media, I think, is, is potentially a very, very dangerous thing to do. But also, at the same time, it could be also used as a very, very inspiring thing to um, maintain motivation. Um, so I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I don't really know. And I do get criticized for being um, both not on inst- uh, social media enough but then being on social media too much. So I, I'm a little bit lost as to what is the best thing to do there. Maybe uh, LT. Well, I, I think there's a, there may not be any... Um a real solution to this or a real answer to this because it really depends, right? It depends on who's actually watching, who are we talking about, and uh, and everybody listening to this will have a different opinion on it. And I don't think, you know, you take one group, they're going to say, yeah, you, you know, the social media is just terrible and, uh, you know, we should never use it and, you know, it's, we should just, you know, you know, keep our kids away from it. But then at the, at the other end too as well, it's like, well, that's the way the world's moving. You know what I mean? Like there was once where TV was introduced and we said, oh, TV's bad for you, but everyone has a TV now. There was once people that said that internet's going to be bad for you, but we are connected to the world. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be people who are thinking driverless cars are, 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 are terrible, but you know what? It's happening. Like it's one of those things that, you know, or even like Uber is bad for you. Well, at the same time, this is where the world is being disrupted and this is the world that we're moving towards. So, um, it's moving forward with, with or without you. So, um, and, and I think sometimes we need to consider that fact that sometimes we actually have to learn to adapt to the world that's around us. And we need to, to kind of face the fact that, yes, sure, would we wanted to have more meditation times and, and, and mindfulness? Of course we do. But at the same time, um, in this environment, I think we also got to adapt that this is the movement and the direction of how we go. And social media, yeah, I agree with you, Damon, in regards to, yes, it can be very, very detrimental. And this is where people arguments are that, that social media can be a very detrimental thing for body image and for everything else. But at the same time, like in my mindset, I look at I look at social media and go, I have a different slant on it. I go, I look at it in my filter and I can only speak from my filter, my experience, right? I think that when someone, when I look at something, I can judge, like I feel like I can judge that person and based on how it, it, it actually is going to motivate me. I'm like, oh, look at, you know, look at Damien six packs. I'm like, oh man, like I, I'm going to, I'm inspired. Have you to- seen photos of me recently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you, you know, he's, you know, he's posting on the private page and say, hey, look, these six packs, right? And, uh, and, and he's, you know, I'm, you know, I might be inspired to kind of do better or to push myself a little bit more. I look at like one of the things that I, I know that I'm a terrible cook in a sense. I don't really, you know, I don't enjoy cooking, but Damien, I, you know, I'm always impressed when I come to your house and the way you so easily put things together and make such a healthy and beautiful and yummy food, uh, and a meal. I just look at that and go, wow, this is awesome. You know, Instagram. and there's a part. I learned that on Instagram. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that just goes, I, I, I wish I could do better in that. And if it's a, it desired me to do so, then I would, right? But if it yeah. doesn't, then I won't. Like it's one of those things. I think it's a fine line. Yes, it is a very, very gray zone. But I think it actually depends on the person receiving it. Like I mean, for I think it's about the receiver, not so much necessarily the sender. Like we're b- blaming the sender, like the person who's actually posting and p- yeah. putting it out. But at the same time, it's how we receive it. Like we might need to train the people who are receiving the information on how to filter this properly rather than blaming the person the sender. Because the, I just re- read something from Seth Golden today. And he was talking about when you make something and you put it on the market, just so you write a book and you put it on the market, you don't, you're not supposed to care about the, the person who gives you a one-star reading. I don't really care about the person who's listening to this and gives me a one-star reading. Because why? This is not for you. This this podcast is not for you. Go ahead and move on. But I'm we're doing this because for the people who 
who actually give us a four or five star rating, who are people who want to continue to listen to us. That's for you. And I think so the when you're sending a message out there and putting a product out there, if no one loves if, if we're doing it for the people who actually want that rather than people who don't want it. Yeah, and I can just following on from that, LT, I think the reason why you can do that and the reason why you do that so well, I think, is twofold. I think one is that you've got a you've got a clear philosophy that undermines what you do. You know, you've consciously sat down and thought about who Lawrence is and what Lawrence wants to do and how Lawrence wants to live his life. So you've kind of got a clear picture of that. And then I think you've also got a clear understanding of of the fact that you know you're kind of you're in control of shaping that and that you get to choose what you want to do about that. So, you know, when you look at stuff on social media, you will put it through the filter and I either say yes that does or no that doesn't fit in with my philosophy and then you'll figure out you actually consciously sit down and figure out which what of that information is actually going to work for you and what of that you actually want to take action on. So you're consciously choosing to say, yeah, I get that that person is having that green smoothie, uh, but you know what, that doesn't work as well for me. You know, I've tried it and for whatever reason that doesn't work as well for me, so I'm just going to keep doing it my way. You know, and so because you've got that clear philosophy, because you've got that clear, I guess, action model then you don't get as caught up in doing it because someone else is doing it or doing it because you know it's the right thing to do or I should be doing it or I have to do it. But you're actually consciously choosing what you want to do, what fits in with your philosophy and what fits in with, I guess, your goals for life. So I think you know the fact that you've sort of gotten yourself pretty clear around that, I think makes that a whole lot easier for you. And maybe that's where, what people need to start is by you know getting clear on what their goals are and what and then using that to figure out which bits of that information work for them, you know, which bits of that is going to be a positive inspiration for them, and which bit is actually taking them away from their goals, their why, their life that they want to leave. And so then that maybe allows you to filter that a little bit better. What do you reckon, Damo? Well, it's funny that you say it because I was kind of I was almost ready to chime in because you were going a bit long there, Brett. But I, um, that was a joke. That was a joke. And. <laughs> <laughs> I found it funny. Um, Lawrence is either gone or didn't find it funny at all. No, I didn't find uh, that funny, so let's keep on going. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was thinking was, how do you know uh, what you should learn? I remember you know, walking into a library back when libraries had books and I remember looking at the shelves and going, wow, look at all these books and thinking, oh, what, am I, what should I read and what could I read? And so if I set up filters as to what I would read, I may not have read all the books that I, I would have read. And so then I started studying different courses and those courses led me to read certain things and so my filters obviously you know, change. But what happens if there's a direction? Let's say, for example, um, let's, let's just use a current a current issue in health at the moment where we've got people that are, are still thinking that they can cook on high heat with coconut oil. Let's just put that out there, right? They're still thinking that that's okay and that you can do high heat co cooking on coconut oil and because they've uh, got their blinkers on and they've set their filters, they everything that's good about coconut oil, um, they'll read and everything that's bad about coconut oil, they won't read. You know, if you set those filters, does that mean then that you're going to miss out on information that, you know, could be otherwise healthful for you? Or is it? Uh, you know, I'm just I'm throwing this out there because if you if you set your filters too tight, you may miss out on opportunities to advance and to learn more and to you know make better decisions. Yeah, well, I think the key to that then is you have to remain curious, don't you? I mean, if it's you know if it's something that is, for example, coconut oil, and I was cooking with coconut oil, then that's something I would remain curious about. So I'm interested in that. I want yeah. to know the both sides of the story. You know, where if it's something about 
uh, you know, a raw vegan diet, I kind of go, well, that's not where I'm at right now. That's not the direction I'm looking at heading right now. I don't need to go, you know, I don't need to delve into the depths of that. I might want to read about, you know, why some people are doing it and understand that. But, you know, I don't need to get into the nitty gritty of that right now. Or, you know, or if it's something where someone is doing a, you know, a bodybuilding competition, there's probably a better example. You know, someone's going into a bodybuilding competition and they're trying to get down to, whatever percentage body fat it is that they need to get down to for that bodybuilding competition, then mm. then I'm simply looking at that and saying, well, that's great for them because their goal is to do bodybuilding. You know, my goal isn't to do bodybuilding. My goal is to be happy and healthy and play with my kids. And so whether I'm at 5%, 10%, 15% body fat is not as crucial for me as it is for that person. So I don't need to get obsessed with the same things that they need to get obsessed with because it's not going to help me achieve my goals because my goals are different to their goals. So it's not necessarily about that specific you know, information of coconut oil, cook with it or not cook with it. I'm more saying about, you know, is that something that fits into the direction I want to head into my life? So, you know, for me, it's like, well, okay, I do want to cook healthily for myself and my family. So then for me, that what I'm cooking with coconut oil, that's important. You know, that's something mm. that I do want to learn about because that's, that's going to be relevant to me and my goals. Whereas, you know, something that helps me, um, you know, maybe dehydrating myself to get that last little bit of, you know, pop with my muscles then that's not really relevant to me, so I don't need to worry about that. Well, I think, you know, what you said about the philosophy, I think I, I really agree with that, and it's great insight to look at, you know, the analysis of, of how we think. And, um, you know, the the, the the bodybuilding example, I think, is a great example in the sense of um, looking at the point of view that is about values, right? The bodybuilder who wants to be leaned down and to an extra point, that, that to, to an, you know, X number percentage, that's they, their value system. That's the value system that they value. And we can, like, it's very difficult, I think, for us to judge, um, that person's, um, uh, whether that's good or bad, because what if the side, because we're not seeing everything, we're not seeing it from their filter, we're not seeing it from their viewpoint of how life means to them, because maybe they've had a very traumatic, and I'm just gonna throw it out there, like, maybe they had a really traumatic uh, uh, childhood, and maybe they had a traumatic uh, a day, uh, you know, going through high school, and also university, and, and even in life, and so that, that, that bodybuilding competition is the only thing that actually gives enough confidence that allows that person to function in this world and you know and that people praise him for and that's the thing that he wants to do and that's the thing that actually he gets enough confidence to do something else and to be better as a father or better as in his job or better at his career who are we to judge that and the thing is that we got to be careful right to to put because when we judge something anything is that we're imposing our value system onto there onto them and we have it remember we also each one of us have a different filter a different value system that we're judging the world on the world's happening around us whether you like it or not but the thing is how you see the world is based on the philosophy which is the value system you created for yourself based on your experience and what's important to you and yes some people have a very narrow-minded uh, uh value system focus but some people have a very wide value system both can serve you well depending on on how you choose to live the world and what I love about what you've introduced there, Lawrence, is that you're now you're talking about, I guess, more the mindset aspect of it. But what we're doing now is we're saying, well, you know, there is the mindset aspect of it, there is the eating aspect of it, there is the exercise aspect of it, and maybe sometimes not being as strict or as perfect with one of those aspects. You know, it may be that you don't eat as well as you possibly could in the diet aspect, but the reason you do that is because mentally 
you do better when you do that, you know, or, or, th or that affects the way you exercise or, you know, it can affect the other aspects. And so sometimes one of those will be more important to you in terms of uh, your value system, in terms of where you want to go. And so you'll be more focused on perhaps, well, for me right now, you know, for my mental health in this example you're using, then for my mental health, then me doing different things in terms of my exercise and my diet is actually more beneficial to me rather than being you know, perhaps as what other people would think perfect in terms of my diet or my exercise. So it's kind of, there's an interplay between all three of them. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this very mm. well, but there's an interplay yeah, between you. all three of them. And sometimes, you know, your focus on one will be diluted because another is more important to you in terms of what's going on, whether it's your goals and dreams or whether it's, as Lawrence said, your previous life experiences that are impacting on that. Well, perfect example is is like between the three of us. Let's take the three of us, right? Because once we're talking, and we're the only people who can kind of you know defend ourselves if we need to. But the three of us, um, from a food perspective, I think if I had to judge, right, if you know, by based on my own head, I'm probably the least clean in terms of the three of us in terms of nah. what we choose to. No, I'm no, no, come on, why? No, seriously, like I even, though, even though I sprout on the benefits of of caffeine, I know that deep down that I probably shouldn't drink as much coffee as what I do. I'm probably the dirtiest out of all three of us. <laughs> No. See, no, it's funny. Not when it comes to food, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but food, I can't imagine. What do you eat that's no good, LT? Oh, listen, let's not get into that. <laughs> we both love chocolate. I drink coffee. Had oh, I love chocolate. I had a cider the other day because it's paleo, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, listen, like my, you know, my biggest thing and, and, and is, uh, you know, when we go out to, you know, like a dinner the other night, for example, like I love desserts, like I love sweets It's one of those things. I, I know that's what I get enjoyment out of. But I think you're right about bread is, is, is the other side is that, you know, we value what's most important to us. You know, we've been focusing on different values in each three of three of us. Like I, um, you know, I can speak for myself that I value. Um, most highly in my the, my life is you know the the way I handle my my mind and how I think and how I perceive things right and we all have different filters of what's important that's why we kind of our own little shows right we all have you know 100 out the paleo show and the inside of the champion's mind and we all have different direction we have different perspective and I think what makes this show uh, a little bit different than most is that we're not all the same like we're all different in what we like and what we don't like and so therefore it creates that synergy that to kind of have three different perspective of of life and what is wellness and what it is health yeah yeah I, I would agree with that it's interesting though too Bretto that um, you know whilst I'm in you know I love food um, and I no, I don't I suppose yeah I'll just say I, I think I struggle a little bit with exercise I don't I don't love it to bits I need something to motivate me or somebody to train with um, that to keep me on on track um, recently I've found you know you know probably in the last couple of weeks I've found that I really need to be mindful um, and exercise more mindfulness around you know where my head could shift in terms of um, my mindset um, just because of stressors and life events and all those sorts of things that can go on I've had to be very very careful of you know of what I start to think and the conversations that I start to have in both my mind and with other people so mm. um, uh, you know I think that there's definitely an interplay and an ebb and flow like you said Bredo and um, and maybe you know, whilst you may oscillate between a focus on mindset at some time and other times there'll be food and then other times there'll be exercise, I think it's the, the combined average of all of those things that's probably what is the, the, the number one thing that we could all be focusing on um, better is your combined average of the top 
you know, of, of all of those three things. Um, and then a unhealthy obsession with one over all of the others, with the neglect of all the others, may then be um, driven by something like Instagram or Facebook that could then make you feel like you're not as good as somebody else because you're not as mindful or you're not as good as somebody else mm. because you don't have a green smoothie or you're not as good as somebody else because you haven't exercised with um, with Kayla It Signs and you haven't got that ab, you know, those abs going. So. I reckon that kind of comes back to just being a bit kinder to yourself as well, doesn't it, Damo? Like yeah, it's, agreed. you know, it's about looking at those images and saying, yeah, that's cool, but you know, maybe they don't have a couple of kids that they need to look after and run around and do stuff with. You know, maybe they aren't running, however many businesses Lawrence is running now. <laughs> you know, maybe they don't have Seven. their own breakfast cereal company that they're then, you know, spending however many hours a week looking after and trying to manage in all different states all around the country. So, you know, it, it's about understanding that we're all different. And, and even within, you know, within our lives that t things change. You know, I know for me personally, you know, the last few months have been pretty full on. I've been moving practice, been dealing with some personal stuff. And so, you know, I have felt that I needed to be kinder on myself. And so, mm. you know, for me that has meant that probably more than usual I've been eating out. Um, and so, you know, there's been days where I've just had a big day. I've had a bit of stress. And I've said to myself, do you know what, tonight I'm going to go and get something rather than cook something at home. You know, mm. I still choose a pretty healthy option. But, you know, I know that probably whatever I would have cooked at home probably would have been healthier than what I had when I was out. But I chose to be kind to myself, be kind of understanding of myself in what was going on and know that whilst, you know, that dietary aspect maybe wasn't as good as it possibly could be, that I was looking after myself perhaps mentally, perhaps in terms of my energy and my sleep and those other things which I know are equally important. And so it's kind of just being kind to myself and realizing that that's okay. Um, you know, it's okay to bend the rules. It's okay to change it around a little bit, to mix it up a little bit depending on what's going on in your life at the time. And I guess just to have a bit of understanding and a bit of compassion for yourself, I reckon it's really important. I think, you know, you bring up a really good point, Damien. It's about, that, you know, finding the, the no, I hate the word balance because it's not about balance. It's about making sure that you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses. You know, if we take the three key aspect of wellness, which is, you know, the, you know, the, the eat the foods aspect, the, the, the exercise aspect, and then also the mindset, I think it's about, you know, your strengths. Like for me, um, you know, I know my strengths is, is going to be the mindset, the way I think, the way I'm constantly improving because that's what I love. So therefore, I'm always going to be honed in on that anyways and looking for any little way to ensure that I make that better or stronger because that's an, I naturally have a tendency based on my experience and based on my life. And that's where I, I lean towards. Um, from the food aspect, I know that um, but I can't ignore it. Like it's people who do one thing and ignore the other two. You're not, I, I believe that that's not, that's not very healthy at all because what happens is it, you need all three basically is what we're saying. But for me, like exercise has always been a difficult thing for me. Um, I, I, I don't enjoy doing it. And I mentioned this many times. I don't necessarily enjoy doing it and I can't be motivated. Uh, I can't motivate myself to go and do it. And same thing with food. Like I enjoy great food and, but I don't like cooking as I mentioned earlier in the show. So what do I have to do though, is that I know there are two important aspects of the three triad. And so therefore what I need to do, and I know you hate this word, uh, Damien, but it is about hacking. It is about <sighs> figuring out okay. how how to minimize 
you know, the minimum standard, right, that I've set for myself to ensure, like you said, Dame, uh, I mean, Brett, you started talking about if you go out, you know, do you do takeout, but you're going to make a healthy choice. So like, what is the minimum standard that you're willing to take? You're not going to go in McDonald's or, you know, KFC and go eat that. It's about really going have a standard, go, this is, I'm going to eat out, but I'm going to eat out based on these type of choices that you make. And so I've done that with with food. It's like, you know, it's, you know, if you take it from a business context, you can't just focus on uh, one thing, and you got to learn to delegate. So you need to delegate other things. And, and and, you know, my wife cooks beautiful meals and she cooks as healthy as she could possibly could for me. And so therefore, like she's done, done that for me. And that's part of the relationship that I have with her and her, her her role in that. And so the same thing with exercise, I delegate that to my trainers, you know, going to, you know, and also have accountability to showing up at 530 in the morning. And, you know, to a point, like I actually enjoy going, like I miss it when I don't go. And so therefore it's, it's trained. I think it is, can be trained and it's finding those minimum standards. If I have to rely on myself to go to a gym um, and actually figure out the exercise, man, that's hard work for me. Like that is really, really hard work. It's a big struggle. And I don't want struggle in my life on things I don't do naturally. And so that's just, just important. I actually, I was just typing a breath that I don't have anything else to say, but I'm going to agree with you there. The only workout of the day that I know how to do is two of them. And they're the two that both Lawrence and I have done, and I don't know what else to do. So <laughs> like, I'm getting really fit for those two workouts of the day. So I also need somebody else to help motivate me and to give me extra stuff. And I said I didn't have anything to say either, but I do too. So the, the other thing I reckon that Lawrence said there that's really important is just to remember that it changes. That you know, just because it's not working for you right now, just because you don't love doing it right now, doesn't mean that's going to happen forever. So you know, just maintain that flexibility. I think is really important to understand that you know, just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean it's not going to change. And like Lawrence, you may find that in a couple of weeks you love exercise and you miss exercising when you don't do it. So you know, just keep trying different things, keep exposing yourself to different stuff, and uh, and figure out. You know, not necessarily, don't do it because someone else is doing it or because you feel like you have to, but figure out what works for you. Yeah, I think one like the last comment on what you just said there is like if you remember, if you've been a long time listener of the Wellness Guys, like four years ago, I'm cl- I'm I'm sure of it that I've said it at least two or three times that I hate running. I absolutely hate running. Yeah. And yeah. this weekend and in a couple of days, I'm actually going to be doing a 10K race with obstacles, right? And so it's just one of those things you never know. And and, and it's about um, challenging yourself to, to see what is, you know, challenging your comfort zone to be able to try things. And the comment before about being kind to yourself is a fantastic way. I think we're not, I think we're, we majority of the people are not kind and kind enough to themselves that's definitely key the danger of that is to be too kind on ourselves right that we don't push through our limits and become the f- best potential and, the f- uh, and and perform at the highest level as possible as the life that you've been given and so just know like another gray zone area is to know that be kind to yourself but also push yourself too because you never know what you can achieve so guys i hope you've been able i hope you love this podcast i hope that you lo- just love the discussion and our different opinions all around this and, you know, I'll love to hear what you guys have to think about this. You know, as listeners, tell me what you think. Tell us what you think and go to our Facebook.com, The Wellness Guys or The Wellness Couch below this episode and tell us what you think or send us a message if you don't want to um, publicly promote it. Um, love to, to love to hear that. Um, but while you're there, make sure you like us on Facebook, both like The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. Share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you need, think need a wellness update. And please do subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, you know, leave us a four plus rating uh, on there at least and also a comment because, uh, you know, for, for you to do that, allows us to be discovered by other people who needs a wellness update so until next week even though lawrence doesn't care about the ratings i actually don't i don't read it (laughs) because it's not for you if you give us a one star until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show